The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Everybody, welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What's up, sir? I'm going to be a big fat slob pretty soon. Nice. More so than I already am. What's, yeah, what's the problem with that, though? I don't... Well, I'm, I mean, I can't really move very well. It's the one thing. But the other thing is, is now I can watch TV, super fast TV, starting next week in ultra definition, high definition, and <laughs> I feel definition. like I'm there. I will never have to leave the couch. Nice, very nice. I, I don't know why you would have to leave the couch anyway. Like everything, you can do anything you want right now, just you know, from your phone, right? There's an well, app for I mean, that. I guarantee it's, it. It's nothing like the real thing. <laughs> Your hand is nothing like the real thing either, Josh, just so you know. I was kind of alluding to it. I was just going to see. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Fuck yeah, man. So uh, I forget what I was going to ask you. The back's still giving you shit, though, right? Oh, yeah. But yeah. I finally, we're just waiting on the paperwork. It's all completed. We're just waiting on the insurance company now to get into the doctor. That's good, man. Get to the fucking doctor. Do your shit. Yeah. Get it out of the way. Good Christ. Because we don't we don't want you hurting. Okay. What have you been doing? Oh, you know this and that. Not what much. Yesterday. What was yesterday? Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't even remember waking up. Okay. Like <laughs> it's like everything's been a fucking blur for like the past I don't know three years. <laughs> I swear to fucking God. I'm just like, huh? What'd I do? Yeah. Um, I mean, we got back from Pennsylvania, you know, showing the film and launching the film and all that. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, Monday, I I was off of work, which was great. You know what I'm saying? It gave me some downtime just to fucking, I don't know, reacclimate myself to the real world. Yeah. Yup. And so, like, Monday was just a day around the house doing laundry and stupid shit, which is great. And then Tuesday, it was back to reality, back to work, 
So yeah, that's what I've been up to. Work and contemplating uh, the next move. You know what I mean? Like what... Uh, any, any ideas? Oh, fuck, man. I got so many ideas. We've got uh, the audiobook, A Brush With Evil, is actually getting turned into an audiobook narrated by yours truly. Um, nice. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, that'll be like the... Like one of the first things that is happening for like 2017. And then like we're relaunching the uh, director's cut of A Brush With Evil, the original film. Uh, but yeah, and then we're What's obviously the going to we're obviously going to be shooting then. Oh, there's a lot of difference <laughs> in uh, the director's cut and what we have available now. There's plenty of difference. It's crazy. Okay. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, 2017, then uh, going to be shooting at least two, at least two documentaries, one of which... Uh, one of which we're going to try to get abducted by aliens. The other one is going to be uh, uh, a brush with evil three. Yeah, yeah. You got a, you got a brush with evil three planned out. Already? It's uh, I got it up here in the I mean, old. I know you don't really want to talk about it on the air, but do you have it down? I've got the majority of it down in my mind. I have it down. I have it written down partially. Now, as far as location and things like that, the locations. I should say, uh, because what I have in store or what I have in mind, it's going to take more than one location. But yeah, it, it's going to be fun. I know that for a fact. It's going to be way fucking different, though. That's cool. It'll be fun. Maybe I'll make an appearance in it. You think so? Maybe if you're lucky. Well, it depends on uh, it depends <laughs> on what you do to me with the alien shit, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm fucking with you. My goodness. Depends on uh, how if good don't, how good or bad that probe feels. Yeah, it all depends on if I combust or not before. You know, yeah. That, and that's, you know. I've talked about this before. I've had this worry in the past. That exactly. That and see, and that's one, one thing that I wanted to talk about. Since, you know, tonight or today or whenever the fuck you guys are listening to this, we um, we're talking spontaneous combustion not necessarily spontaneous human combustion but spontaneous combustion in general and obviously there's a ton of spontaneous human combustion stories out there it's mostly what i got it's the majority of shit that i found as well um i did see this one crazy motherfucker on youtube take a pile of oily rags yeah, that's known how that's done. I but I just had never seen it with oh, my okay. own. So he put it out in the sunlight, and it—I mean, it took like ninety minutes or two hours or something like that. But I mean, it finally did go up. It was ridiculous, yeah. man. It was a very slow ignition type process, though. There's all kinds of unexplained fires that yeah. could be called spontaneous combustion. Technically, um, they well. Yeah. probably have a reasonable explanation even some the cases of the people right. but they still don't know exactly how most of these happen yeah so let's dive into this shit a little bit spontaneous combustion let's dive right into this shit let's start in with some ones I have a whole list of ones here where the people survived what okay see I never saw that I, I have maybe 
nine or ten here. Where people so actually is- survive this shit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I gotta know. I gotta know. All right. Vietnam War veteran Frank Baker was preparing to embark on a fishing trip with his friend, Pete, Pete Wiley, when he suddenly burst into flames while sitting on his sofa in June of 1985. Wiley managed to smother the flames, and Baker appeared to be largely unhurt, albeit shaken. Fuck yeah, he's shaken. (laughs) He still sought medical advice. However, and according to Baker... He was told by his doctor that it looked as though he had burned from the inside out. The fuck, man? Baker appeared on the TV show The Unexplained Files to tell his story. All right. He stated that a second incident occurred while he was, while he and Wiley were out on the lake. As he, or as he had previously happened in his home, flames began to overtake his body out of nowhere. (laughs) Just dump his body. Just but. Dump his buddy in the yeah. lake. <laughs> uh, seemingly concentrated on his arms and torso. Again, with Wiley's assistance, the flames were smothered out. If his account is true, then Baker may be one of the first recorded victims of spontaneous human combustion to have survived the ordeal. That's amazing. So not once. It happened in the house, and they were had the fishing trip planned, and they're like, fuck it, we're still going fishing. <laughs> we gotta go fishing. <laughs> and then it happens. We ain't gonna give boats. up. We ain't gonna give up our fishing trip, some bitch. No way. We've been planning this shit. I already got the beer packed. We gotta go. I mean, I guess if you survive the first one and you don't feel burned, what's the point of going to pay a doctor? You might as well go fishing. And Fuck it. Be a lot better than sitting at the doctor's office. Fuck it. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about all they give in details on that you know, one. I did see something really cool, kind of debunking spontaneous human combustion because I wanted to get a, a, a glance from both sides here you know what I mean and uh, they t- it was kind of disgusting actually but they took um, a pig and wrapped the pig Mythbusters did this right did they? I don't know I don't believe it was Mythbusters I forget exactly what it was but they wrapped this pig literally in a blanket so I mean okay no pun intended here or whatever but I mean the, but they only wrapped the the torso so basically the legs and the head uh, were still exposed okay they then took a uh, a cigarette that was about half half done or whatever and it was still lit obviously and just placed it on on the pig obviously effect, right I'm sorry what the wick effect exactly yes so basically anything uh, in the blanket, then the blanket started acting as the wick, um, using the body fat uh, as fuel. Uh, but anything else that wasn't wrapped up in the blanket was untouched. But that every case of this, it, these people aren't smoking. You know what I'm saying? In every one of these cases, these Especially people are, and they're not, and they're not laying down in bed asleep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where the people survived here. Right, they exactly. They know the conditions, so... Yeah, they could recount the story right there. There's nothing uh, left to the imagination. And that's, like, the Wick effect. There was something before I started doing this show. Yeah. I don't remember. I put out something online somewhere about... I think it was Facebook. I don't know. The details don't matter. I put out something about 
human combustion into a Facebook group. Oh, cool. Asking or talking about it. And this was a paranormal group. And everybody kept commenting that, oh, this has been explained. It's the Wick effect. Like, they didn't even take into account that there's a possibility that there might be some that weren't. It's just like this. This was a paranormal group. They all believed right. in ghosts and shit, but they didn't believe in the possibility that you're of spontaneous combustion. <laughs> That's so funny to me. It is so funny to me. Anyways, here's no. another one. Okay. Jack Angel is a man who spontaneously combusted and survived. At least that's his story. He says he slim- simply went to sleep in his trailer in a hotel parking lot and woke up four days later with burns and blisters all over his body. How many days? a giant hole in his chest. Four days. It doesn't say if he woke up in the hospital, it looks like. So he got up and showered and walked over to the hotel. No, he didn't. He woke up four days in his uh, in his trailer. Okay. But he's parked at a hotel. Yeah. So it says he got up and showered with a giant hole in his chest, walked over to the hotel where he collapsed. He woke up in a hospital and was so badly burned that his right hand became horribly infected and was unsalvageable. Oh, fuck. He had to have his arm amputated at the elbow. However, this total totally contradicts what Angel said in court when he sued the manufacturers of his retailer's hot water heater for $3 million. Whoa. The conclusion, Angel was taking a shower when the water stopped. And when he went out to check it, the pressure valve released and the hot water scalded. So this is a story that... So he's telling two different stories now. It says, but the doctor who examined Angel signed a report saying that Angel had burned from the inside out, not the outside in. How the fuck? So was the doctor mistaken or did Angel really spontaneously combust and then try to pass it off to get money? Well, it sounds like this guy just doubly fucked himself. So either, yeah, either he did fuck himself up and was honestly trying to get money. Because he's lying, though. But yeah, like he's either trying to get notoriety and fame in some way, shape, or form, or then a a, a payout. He never never claimed to have spontaneous combustion. He claimed all along that it was the hot water heater. Oh, I see. Okay. The doctor that said that it couldn't have been. That's fucked. So that's where they think that he's lying to get the money. That's not totally lying fucked. about combusting. Wow. That's totally fucked. Instead of having the fame of surviving spontaneous combustion, right. he wants the money from a hot water heater that he said blew up. Probably worth more. Probably. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> My goodness. As related by Mystique Earth, an account in John Hamer's The Entrancing Flames described the curious case, or the curious 1980 case of Susan Mott's head and the flame-resistant pajamas that weren't. Huh. It was it was winter in Cheshire, Cheshire, England, and Mott's head was in her kitchen. The last thing on her mind, presumably or presumably the possibility of her jam jams catching fire. Her jam jams. (laughs) But that's exactly what they did. Wrapping poor Mott's head in a warm cloak of yellow and blue flames for no apparent reason other than to guard against the chilly weather. 
Her daughter Joanne was presented or present to provide the appropriate screams. Mercifully, the fire God. was brief and Susan was not harmed. Even her hair was unscorched. When the fire brigade arrived, they tried to light the pajamas by traditional means, ostensibly to disprove an insane woman's tale of spontaneous combustion. Yeah. But failed. They were the unable to they were unable to, to light this. To light her pajamas on fire. Now I think I think it's and only they were fair though as non flammable pajamas when she bought them. I think it's only fair though to uh reference the pajamas as jam jams from this point on. Jam Just throwing jams, it up. Yeah, okay. jam jams. The okay. jam jams. Perfect. They um <laughs> they caught on fire when they weren't supposed to be. That's they were fucked, supposed to be man. fireproof. And so physically though she's she was okay says that she was not harmed in any way let me ask you a question my friend you're sitting there in your jam jams and i i don't i don't know what to what to say here you you just fucking catch on fire okay you just start catching on fire like you can feel it and you're fucking on fire what do you what do you do um I mean, stop, drop, and roll. That's what you're supposed to do, right? We learned that in school. You would die. I would just be fucking toast. I would be toast. I'd be like, you know what? I've had a good run. This is it. This is it for me. I would accept it. You'd be like, sweet kiss of death, come on. I'd be like, would you just fucking hustle up already? Come on. Haven't I suffered enough? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's great. Did you just crack one open? What's uh? What was I that did. noise? Nice. Um, nice. All right. So here's another one. What began as a pleasant cruise for a friend ended unexpectedly for a naval airwoman named Gina Winchester on October 9th of the same year as Susan Mott's had unplanned jam jam test. Yep. Yep. Winchester was riding in a car with her friend Leslie Scott as they drove along Seaboard Avenue in Jacksonville celebrating Florida's enjoyable warm October weather. Yellow flames engulfed Winchester. Scott started beating them out with her hands, saving her passenger but leaving the car to drive itself into a telephone pole. Oh, shit. They crashed it. About 20% of her body was burned Winchester lived to tell the tale, well, sort of. She later stated that she had no recollection of the actual incident, only riding in the car before and waking up in the hospital after. Wow. Says a policeman named T.G. Hendricks investigated the accident, reporting no sign of accelerant in the car and the minimal fire damage to the interior. The white leather she was sitting on was a little browned, he said, and the door panel had a little black on it. If we were a fire, we'd be pissed. Oh, this is... What's that? I don't know who the hell wrote that. It was a quote. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, yeah, so they were just riding along, and all of a sudden the passenger goes up in flames. Damn. It's interesting to me because some of these cases that I've uh, looked into or whatever, it was. it's interesting because, uh, and you just kind of mentioned it there, 
the the general surrounding area of the person is relatively unharmed. Now we're talking about a fucking fire here, okay? It the more it uh, eats and consumes, you know, obviously the bigger and, and healthier it's going to become. It it's looking for more things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't just stay in one fucking place. Like this is not how fire would would uh, behave. It's interesting because I've literally seen all these pictures of like puddles of like what used to be people and ash and just black nothingness on the Usually floor in a pile of shit. Or left. It's well, and it's weird to me though, because then the the surrounding area though is relatively untouched. Yeah. Like it's it's I've very similar. Of- where they're sitting in like a lazy boy chair and there's barely any damage to the chair itself. And that is impossible. Is what I'm trying to say. It's fucking impossible. So how do we explain this? Like how I mean it's obviously happening. Right? I I think so. It's fucking happening. I think that even if half of these or it's like anything else in the paranormal field. Exactly. Even a small percent or a big percentage is wrong or fake or whatever, not right. Yeah. There's still a, there's still a probability, a good probability that a small percent is truly what we think it might be. It's it's bizarre to me. All right, let's get to another one. An 1836 edition of the Boston Medical and Surgical Journal contains a detailed report on the fiery experience of a 30-something University of Nashville mathemat- mathematics professor called simply Mitch, Mr. H. The report, authored in the previous year by Dr. James Overton, describes in very precise terms how the professor's left leg caught fire on January 5th, 1835. Here's the basic story. In the middle of what was an otherwise normal day of classes in meteorology, meteorological observations Mr. H was suddenly subjected to a sharp pain in his upper left leg it began as a strong sensation as if produced by the pulling of a hair and growing more and more severe until a small flame finally hatched though in great pain and certainly flabbergasted by the turn of events the professor retained his presence of able to extinguish the flame using his own hands to starve it of oxygen. So, wow. yeah. Wow. You, you just... Yeah, you're breaking up, God damn it! You're breaking up. Are you there, buddy? I think we lost Jason. I think he's gone forever. I think so. But if we lost Jason, that probably means we lost uh, the Twitch feed as well. I don't think so. Are you there? Can Twitch hear us? Hello? Are you there? Josh. And now you can't hear me? I can hear you. Oh, okay. I can hear you the whole time. That's fucked. Twitch could... I think Twitch wasn't affected because it was on my end. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, whatever. Drop out. I don't even remember. This is Josh's, uh, Josh, LOL, Josh is tripping out by himself. <laughs> tripping. 
<laughs> it was weird because you just kind of uh, blinked out there for a bit. Did I finish what happened to Dr. H? No, I don't think so. Why don't you say it again? Because that's where it was breaking up. Okay. In the middle of what was an otherwise normal day of classes and yeah. meteorological observations, Mr. H was suddenly subjected to a sharp pain in his upper left leg. Right. It began as a strong sensation as if produced by the pulling of a hair and grew more and more severe until a small flame finally hatched. Though in great pain and certainly flabbergasted by the turn of events, the professor retained his presence of mind and was able to extinguish the flame by using his own hands to starve it of oxygen. That but takes Mr. some balls. Yeah. Mr. H survived the odd combustion and recovered, much to the dismay of man-eating fires all across Tennessee. I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> Later in telling his story to Dr. Overton, he described the flame as having a small base the size of a 10-cent coin. And the appearance, much like mercury, is what it looked like to him. The extent of the damage to Mr. H was a 3-inch by 3-quarter inch burn. That's it. His trousers suffered no damage at all. Luckily. But his leg... How did it burn his leg but not his pants? Here's what's interesting to me. If it didn't burn it his, did, his... Oh, it did have a hole. Okay. But there was the, the edges <laughs> of the hole did not look burnt. Here's what's fucked. He's able to remain clear-headed. He's The motherfucker's on fire, okay? The guy's yeah. on fire. And he is still clear-headed enough to, to observe and remember and analyze ultimately what is happening to him he's like oh my yeah. goodness i i am uh i appear to be on fire right now uh <laughs> looks to be about a three inch base yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. i'm going yeah. to uh, just well, cut my hands around this i'm going to suffocate this fast. motherfucker i'm going to cup it i'm just going to cup this here i'm going to suffocate this and uh we're going to finish this lecture kids okay fucked up <laughs> are you kidding me uh, I what? doubt he was thinking that. It probably happened super fast. I'm sure and it then, did. But, like, it happened so fast anyway. All I would be able to be like, okay, I'm on fire. <laughs> and I'd probably be just beating the shit out of myself. Like, oh, my God. Just beating hell out of myself. Do more damage to yourself in the flame. Yeah, field. well, whatever. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Well, we are talking about human combustion. Well, we're talking about combustion. I got it on Twitch. Somebody asked. Oh, yeah. Spontaneous and, spontaneous uh, yeah. combustion. Spontaneous combustion, mostly spontaneous human combustion. Right, right now we're talking about ones that people, people survived, and I got a few more here. So we'll get through these and then get to the ones where they weren't so lucky. <laughs> January 1932, a cold winter day in Bladenboro, North Carolina. Charles Williamson was downstairs listening to the radio. When his wife's cotton dress went up in flames, her screams of terror brought Charles and their daughter to the rescue, and together they were able to tear off her dress before it was too late. Though Mrs. Williamson wasn't hurt, the dress was reduced to not being a dress anymore. (laughs) Uh, It says this was just the beginning of four days of bizarre combustions. Four days? First, the bed caught on fire. Then some curtains, and uh, then a pair, a pair of Charles's pants when they weren't on him. 
All these items and more were consumed by what witnesses described as blue, jet-like flames that left neither smoke or smell. Seriously. The Williamsons evacuated on the fourth day. Clear. Why are you blasting? <laughs> uh, I'm just... Uh, I I'm can't just, take anything seriously. No, I'm just thinking. God damn it. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about stuff. They had a bunch of experts come in and couldn't find anything abnormal. Really? One second. You got to listen to this. Do you hear this? Desperate Jim Mauer launched. Okay. Could you hear any of that? I heard it sounded like a commercial. It was a commercial. Because, like, there's shit caught on fire, dude. Right? Fuck yeah, it is. My wife and I played this song at our wedding. Oh, yeah? No, we didn't. That's all I could think about. That's all I could think about. We were going to play this song at our wedding, but we thought our grandparents wouldn't think it was very appropriate. Would they even know what's going on, though? Well, it's blatantly what the lyrics are. Pretty damn blatant. <laughs> anyway, this is on the fifth day the random fire ceased and the Williamsons moved back into their home. No further troubles were reported. Huh. And then they, um, yeah, just forgot about them after years. I'm sure there was some therapy involved. I mean, you got shit catching on fire all around you. Come on. You had to get your fucking dress ripped off by your husband and your kids. Uh-huh. You're standing, another there, one. standing there naked. She wasn't necessarily naked. People wore layers. Yeah. yeah I, I'm pretty sure in my so head she's, she's, in my head she's in, naked. Um, there it is. In January of 1932, she probably had layers. Yeah, I think she's naked. So far, most of our cases have... I'm reading what's on here. So far, most of our cases have involved people who were legitimately terrified to be attacked by a mysterious kind of fire that usually leaves its victims in a pile of ashes. But Debbie Clark is different because while her family was busy freaking out about the giant flashes of blue light sparking out of her, Debbie Clark was laughing. What the fuck is wrong with her? Look at me. Felicia says she played closer at their wedding. Nice. Nice. Uh, good on you for getting to know with that. I mean, it's a great song, and most, most people don't even know it's called Closer, but anyways, we'll get back to this. Mystic Earth again cites the entrancing flame in its account of Clark. As the story goes, the girl was on her way home when she started seeing what were like static flashes, a possible cause of spontaneous human combustion, according to one theory. Of course, the sight of strange blue light leaping from Clark's body was not well received by her mother, who immediately took to screaming, or by her brother, who started yelling about spontaneous human combustion. Clark ended up being fine as the static flashes never ignited the killer fire they pretended. Her sense of humor was apparently dark enough to change Death's mind on the spot. So the next time you think about 
your body might be preparing to cremate itself, just start laughing. So yeah, she was shooting out sparks from her body and just uncontrollably laughing, apparently. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Okay. Now, and trust me when I say this, I don't know if this is true or not. However, um, when I was like 12 years old or whatever, uh, camping and all this shit, we, we were witnessing like a lightning storm. Okay. We had to like take shelter because I mean, a big thunderstorm was coming in and all that stuff. We're standing in the shelter. We're looking at all these cool lightning flashes and shit like that. But it was lightning strikes specifically. You know what I mean? Um, way off in the distance. But it was interesting to me because these people were telling me that lightning actually comes from the ground up. It, well, that's it, is this partially true. true okay. Not completely true. It's There's a trail, a, a charge that does come up to the ground to meet... Okay. The lightning bolt that's coming down from the sky. Most of those only travel up a few, maybe at the most 10 feet before it connects with the bolt coming down. I'm sure there's some, probably some strange cases of it going from ground to sky, but that's not how it works. Well, let me majority, ask Majority, if not all, come from the sky and connect with... Okay, so I the majority are the coming down. It. There's a name for what comes up out of the ground. Okay. It connects with it. But that doesn't always happen either. Sometimes the bolt just comes down and strikes. But there what? is, they've captured it on video and on camera, a trailer, a small, it looks like a mini lightning bolt coming out of the ground to connect with what's coming down from the sky. It's interesting, though, because, like, you mentioned, you mentioned, um, you know, the, the color blue coming out of this girl, number one. Mm-hmm. And then you also mentioned, you know, it was more like electricity or you said something electrical in there. I forget exactly what it was. That's what it looked like. Okay, but that's what my mind instantly went to. I'm like, is there something weird, like some weird type of a atmospheric charge that, I mean, these people are just literally in the wrong place at the wrong time? Or is that even possible? there's, There's all kinds of strange charges like that that can happen okay it could be some kind of weird static as far as lightning goes and i'm not it, necessarily it could yeah be that i mean it doesn't say what the weather was now lightning it, the weather doesn't matter too much the okay. weather does matter in the sense there has to be a storm somewhere for lightning to happen but lightning has been documented up to a hundred striking from a storm up to a hundred miles outside of the storm shit the longest lightning bolt ever recorded on video was measured 200 miles long. So it could be. So it doesn't far necessarily matter, strength. right? Because yeah. all it is is, re- I mean, it's just like an atmospheric discharge. Correct. Yeah, and, well, and there's there's also geo discharges too from okay. the Earth, but I don't know of any thing that would be strong enough to make a person do that from the Earth itself. There's probably aliens. It's, it's got to be aliens. I'm going <laughs> to go with that. A, here's a funny one. The last, the last one of the ones that survived, and this one has a good ending perfect for our show. Nice. Our final entry dates back to the early 16th century and is possibly the first recorded case of spontaneous human combustion. Shit. It's not. I found a few that were older than oh, okay. this, but in this article, that's what they put. One fine Sunday in Rolland. Norway, a, a 
person by the name of Gimpei something was just leaving church when he came across a drunk blacked out on the ground with blue flames shooting from his mouth. Whoa. So he did the only proper thing an honest par- person in this situation could do. He pissed on the I guy. I knew it was coming. I fucking knew it was coming. <laughs> However, the drunkard, not being privy to the general accepted treatment for spontaneous combustion, <laughs> took offense to the action. Oh, yeah, naturally. And unfortunately <laughs> for the well-intentioned priest, so did the rest of the congregation who witnessed it. <laughs> Thus, I'm saving his life! <laughs> So the, the, the violent mob of churchgoers oh chased God. him down and beat him senseless with a candlestick <laughs> and killed him, and the drunk man survived. <laughs> so he's trying to save this fucking guy, and he ends up getting killed in the process. Yes. I mean, it, it, you could. I don't. It doesn't say for sure if the other churchgoers saw the flames. The guy could have just been drunk and passed out, and the other guy just like hallucinated something and started pissing in this guy's mouth. It doesn't say, but yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> That's what needs to be the uh, title of our show this week. <laughs> what is Pissing it? On spontaneous combustion or yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> or uh, I'll always gargle your urine. Oh my god! And don't forget. <laughs> Yikes! Man, that was Sweet. good. We could get into some actual cases. Do you have any? No, or? no, no, I don't. I don't no. Okay, well, I got a problem here, so. So, uh. All right, this one is titled Brazilian Woman Incinerated in Seconds on the Street. Oh, this was in public? Yes. Okay. Some of these, some of these next ones are in public, and they're all, most of these are fairly recent within the last. 10 15 years okay uh on this on this page that i have in an incident said to have happened on december 16 2007 numerous witnesses including police saw a young woman burst into flames and become incinerated within seconds in brazil the mystery lady's face arms and upper torso were burned to the point of non-recognition and she suffered severe burns to her right leg. Bizarrely, her clothing did not appear to be damaged as her body was. How the or fuck? Or as damaged as her body was. As if her body had been, perhaps been ablaze from the inside out. One theory was that she simply was in the wrong place at the wrong time and fell victim to an unlikely, as it sounds, ball lightning. Which is another thing that they say this stuff could be. It's a roaming. It could have could account for the one lady who was sparking. It's, ball lightning is a thing. There's been video of it. And that's what yeah. a lot of people try to explain. Like the Joplin spook light on. Okay, so they say a lot. Like, that's all we hear. We hear ball lightning. We hear swamp gas. That's what we hear. Those are the go-tos. 
they thought maybe that she was actually set on fire as a gang initiation by somebody that they didn't see. But it still yeah, but then wouldn't how count the, fuck the fact the... that her clothing didn't exactly. really burn. I'm like, how is it then that her clothes aren't touched? I mean, clothes, some of them are made to be, you know, fireproof. Not necessarily fireproof, but that they're not supposed to burn. But it takes 3,500 degrees to incinerate a body. To burn a body. This yeah. is my point. Ugh. It takes less to to burn flesh, but to burn right. up a body, it takes 3,500 degrees. Jesus Christ, dude. German lady burst. Just wait a minute. No, it doesn't say it. Like, this was on the street, though. You said this was in public. It was in public. So people saw her go up in flames. Did anybody an Did anybody try to piss on this poor woman? I it saved her. <laughs> that, that needs to be the go-to <laughs> thing for spontaneous combustion. Whip him out. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, continue with the German lady. German lady burst into flames sitting on park bench. Although a passerby tried to smother the flames with his jacket, a woman in Germany died from her injuries. She apparently burst after she apparently burst into flames in full view of several witnesses as she sat on a park bench in November 2015. So this was the, really recently. Yeah. The next one's January of this year. Uh, the, the woman from Flensburg was thought to have been in her 40s and was well known locally according to witness reports she was simply sitting on the bench before her body became suddenly engulfed in flames she was completely silent during the encounter leading to some to suggest that she had committed suicide Uh, there were initial reports that two men were seen running from the scene of the immediate aftermath However, huh. this was soon ruled out as they didn't appear to be any signs of an attack on the victim's remains, nor was a source found on her body to suggest where the fire had started. Shit. And that's all I know about it. Shit. It's so this fucking one, weird. And it's weird that she would just sit there. Actually, I have a few other ones, including this next one, that the person is just sitting there, not yelling not seemingly in pain just on fire so in January of 2016 a video surfaced on the internet that appeared to show a mystery man calmly lying in a doorway in Siberia while flames seemed to lick their way out of his body and began to engulf in it an onlarker is heard approaching the man to see if he is okay and asking him what's happening the man's behavior is strange to say the least, as he simply motions for the concerned bystander to leave him be. Apparently, not all concerned the flames wrapping around him. Even stranger, and certainly for fortunately for the man himself, he appeared to walk away from the incident, incident largely unharmed. According to comments made on social media by people who lived in the Siberian town, where the footage was allegedly shot, the man is known locally and has been involved in problematic behavior in the past. So wow. he may have set himself on fire. I'm looking here at this. Uh, yeah, I'm looking here at this Buddhist monk that set yeah, himself on fire. It's uh, Sri Lanka. Yeah. My God. 
what the f and fuck, man? Why would you do it? I don't even know. I don't know. Either. Got nothing. Um, coroner officially rules Irish man died from spontaneous combustion. In September of 2011, nine months after the death of 73-year-old Michael Faraday, in December 2010, coroner Dr. McLaughlin ruled that he was a victim of spontaneous human combustion. Laughlin stated that after investigating deaths for over a quarter of a century, this was the first time that he had made such a ruling. Faraday's death was completely baff- or had completely baffled investigators who quickly ruled out an accident had been used or, or an ex- sorry, an accelerant had been used or that the fire in the actual fireplace of his home had been the cause. That's more what's more, the fire appeared to have been contained solely to Faraday himself, with only other damage found being the floor and ceiling directly underneath and above the unfortunate man's burned remains. Okay. Dr. McLaughlin stated that he had to come to the his decision or he did not come to his decision lightly and had conducted extensive research into the subject before making his ruling on Faraday's death. Wow. He said that his examination of the body, as well as the investigation of the fire himself, left him with no other conclusion that he could draw. That's impressive. I mean, fuck. And that's on the books, man. That's on the record, right there. Yeah. So there again, it's it's happening. It is happening. We just can't explain it. What's interesting to me is like, okay, number one, uh, the dude that's sitting there can't fucking, I mean, he's on fire, but doesn't react in any way, shape, or form. The other people, and you've mentioned at least two, um, that have had um, yellow-type flames coming out of them. And you've yeah, also mentioned blue. Uh, blue. Yeah. So what is the correlation there? Temperature. Uh, and I'm just saying, there's a lot of different things here Temperature and chemicals can change the color of a fire. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. But uh, it's it's just fucking weird to me because what are, I don't get it. I guess I just don't understand it. Yeah. Well, I are mean, these people the bathing? Point, right? We don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, it could happen at any moment. Now, speaking of that, okay, speaking of, oh, it could happen at any moment or whatever, you had a pretty fucked up situation yourself and I wanted you to tell that story fucked up situation where you thought you were gonna fucking literally burst into oh, flames oh well no uh, <laughs> I didn't have necessarily a single but you, thing happen where I thought I was gonna catch on fire but you, I do however you have run a higher yeah. temperature of some sorts and that happens and I know that you know, generally speaking you, women they're cold all the time, and men are usually warm all the time. Say it. Body temperature-wise. So you're a, you're a cuddler. I, I, I radiate heat. like, And it's not all the time. It's some of the time. But So you're, you're a good cuddler. And I don't have control over it. And I might. I, I've actually thought about how <laughs> maybe I could become a superhero if I could control the radiation of my heat. I could see Anyways, it. Anyways, 
You run uh, hot, my, though. That's what it is. You run hot. will tell me that that night I was giving off so much heat that she could put her hand up, up like six to eight inches above me and feel the heat just pulsing off of me. That's hot. And I actually, I think what you might be mentioning, too, is I actually raised the temperature of a room that's, once. That's the story. The office. That's the story. I do not like doctors, and I was super high blood pressure at the moment. Like, so much so that the doctors were freaking out. My blood pressure was so high. And we get in the room, and it's relatively, you know, normal temperature room. I think it was in a February. Uh, no, it was November. Okay. It was in the fall. And I'm just sitting there, and I do not want to be in there. I just don't like doctors. And I, I could feel my body heating up, and I could feel myself starting to sweat. And Kara's sitting across the room. That's my wife. And she could feel the room warming up. And the doctors walk in. They, they were in there once when I first got there, and they took my, you know, my uh, blood pressure and other stuff. And then yeah. they left. And yeah. then the same doctors came back five minutes later. You know how they make you wait all the time. Naturally. And, and commented about how hot the room had gotten. <laughs> you can honestly say, that's just me. Yeah, you I did. Say that. We both did. My <laughs> wife was the first one to say that. Oh yeah, that was just that's Jason. It's just him. So yeah, that. maybe someday in the future I'll be able to control it and shoot like flames out of my body. Hopefully, I won't burn myself up. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, how cool would that be? It'd be pretty tits. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> if you were able to do that, you know how much fun we would have with that shit. You could start a campfire like that, like just nothing. <laughs> Done. Yeah. That's a good Just point. Point your finger or wherever you're shooting it out of, and you know, <laughs> there's your fire. <laughs> it could be fun. All right, so back onto these people. Man has blue flames coming out of his stomach. Fuck, man. One of the strangest is that of Robert Bailey, a well-known alcoholic who had discovered burning to death one morning, or who was discovered, not who had discovered, <laughs> who was discovered burning to death one morning in a derelict building in South London. As people made their way to work that morning in September of 1967, they noticed a commotion in a vacant property. When they went in and found Bailey alight, they immediately called emergency services. The fire brigade commander, John Stacy, who attended the scene, would tell Arnold, who was the researcher on this case, years later that the flames were coming out of the body itself and that there appeared to be a slit in the man's stomach from which the blue blowtorch-like flames issued. It was noted that no other part of the building had been set on fire and only the body burned. Although there were markings on the wooden floor from the heat, the fire crew emptied their extinguishers onto Bailey, eventually putting out the intense flames. But it was too late to save his life. It was noted that aside from Bailey's stomach and torso area, no other part of his body or clothing was damaged. Bailey had also seemingly bitten into the newest newel posts of the stairs of the property, which were made from mahogany. His teeth were locked down so tight that a fireman had to pry his jaw open to release them. Fuck. I know that alcohol, that some alcohols are flammable, but what's the chances of them alighting in your stomach? I don't know, man. Especially... 
he's going home from the bar. He probably doesn't have any more. Right. I don't think lighting a cigarette at your mouth can light your... I, I don't know. I've never heard of that. I know... I certainly hope not. Blow out the shot before you take it. I've seen people stupid enough to try to take it with it still lit. But that would be lighting the alcohol that's in your stomach while after it's already been in your stomach for a little while. No, no, I don't see it. It makes me cringe a little bit thinking about him biting into a wooden step so hard that they had to pry it off of it. It's fucked, man. And how did he get that that angle? If they could <laughs> see his stomach and he was and it was slit open, how was his head turned around and bit it would into be... a stairwell or a stair? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. It's pretty fucked, though. I think my next story is just lava. What? <laughs> uh, young Sick Kim. His name was Sick Kim. S I K K I M. Badass. Lived. Oh, his name was Young Sick Kim. Sick Kim. His first name was Young. Nice. Lived all of his 78-year life in Honolulu, Hawaii. He never. He spent most of it paralyzed from the waist down and made his way around on his wheelchair. In December of 1956, he was at home when, without warning, flames began to emanate from his stomach, rapidly spreading in all directions and engulfing him within seconds. A neighbor of his, Virginia Cadet, quickly ran to his aid and later said that he was entirely awash in blue flames. She called for assistance from the fire department, but by the time they arrived some 15 minutes later, both young Sick Kim and his wheelchair were nothing more than a pile of ash. Fuck. Okay, now how hot's that fire? I don't know. I mean, it's got to... I don't know the melting temperatures of metal, but wheelchairs, I would think, are made out of something that melts at a pretty high temperature. I'd say 7,500 degrees or higher, probably. Exactly. That's just a guess. But um, wow. it says all that remained of him was a pair of feet. No other areas of the room suffered any damage. And once the flames had succeeded in reducing the paralyzed man to nothing more than ash, they seemed to have simply disappeared. Fuck. Firemen and investigators were perplexed by this as... There were clothes and books all around that should have caught fire, given their proximity to the raging infernal inferno. When suddenly uh, that suddenly overcame him, this is like spooky shit. You know that? Yeah. Like, uh, you want to know why I mentioned lava at the beginning? Not yeah, only why? because it's Hawaii, because there's lava there, obviously in parts. But hit it. Uh, told you the story about how I had a friend of mine convinced that I had been burned by lava? No. My friend Brad Yeah. Once. Yeah. I was in Maui a year and a half ago now. It was spring break of 2015. And we went hiking. or I, We went to Maui and I went hiking one day on Haleakala, which is the the volcano is 10,000 right. feet above the water and uh, it, when we got up you, it's called the house of the sun is what it stands for and you go up there to see the sunrise out over the ocean and it's like it was 30 degrees when we got there and by 9 or 8 a.m. 9 a.m. it was above 80 degrees it rose wow. 50 degrees in just a couple hours wow. anyways 
I had brought a small bottle of sun lotion. I didn't know how I decided to hike. I hiked for eight hours in the crater. And there's no trees, no shade up there, no nothing, because it's above tree line. And it's a volcanic crater that's no longer spewing right. uh, lava, but Brad did not know this. So my legs got burnt bad because yeah. I, I put on sun lotion, but I sweat. I The, the temperature rose so fast that yeah. I sweated it out or yeah. off in an hour. And I got burnt so bad. Two days later, I sent him a picture of the, my legs, and they were all blistered and nasty. And I told him I got burnt by lava and survived. And he fucking believed it for three <laughs> or four days until I told him the truth. Oh, that's he was funny. like, man. And I was like, yeah, I'm a real man. Got burnt by lava and survived. It just splashed up man. on my legs. And he, he bought it. That's Both amazing. Long, like, <laughs> that is amazing to me. Like, I mean, you're a man's never, man. He, Damn. He's hilarious other than coming to kansas city he's never really gotten out of the backwoods of missouri so he's, sure. he's never experienced anything like lava or whatnot <laughs> but it's no. like damn man <laughs> he thought i was a manly man for surviving lava that is amazing hey wait a I second yeah you know i do remember something about a phone call that you said you were going to play this episode do you have that do you have the phone call? I don't know. Okay. Let me look. I <laughs> said I was going to play a phone call? Yeah, during our news episode. You said you were going to play the phone call. Let me look here. I'm like, I don't remember. Or it was like a voicemail or whatever it was. I don't know why I said fucking phone call. Oh, we'll, we'll worry about that later. Okay. I wasn't going to play that one. I'll tell you why later. Um, anyways. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've literally gonna... talked about pissing in people's mouths on yeah. this episode, so it must be pretty bad. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that the phone call is bad. Oh, okay. I just, it's somebody I don't necessarily want to promote. Oh, okay, okay. Um. Are you there? Wait. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It just. I have so many on here that one, re- two of them repeated themselves. Oh no! It just scrolled back. Cocksuckers. Okay. Man burns to death. Wooden home undamaged. In 2013, when Danny Van Zant's incinerated body was discovered by members of his family, it was instantly apparent that although the heat and power of the blaze must have been great, there was no other damage to the rest of the wooden house. Where the 65-year-old lived in Muldrow, Oklahoma. Although many people pointed out that Van Zant was a well-known alcoholic and a very heavy cigarette smoker, the physical evidence at the property suggests that neither were the cause. Wow. Even indirectly, or even indirectly, uh, not only was there no other part of the home damaged. But there was no sign of a struggle that had taken place, which might have suggested foul play. Foul play. Van Zant seemed to have simply gone up in flames. Um, Ron Lockhart, an investigator, said, uh, "You could pour gasoline on somebody, and he wouldn't be 
as badly incinerated Shit. as this person. Although Lockhart said that he believed that there must have been some ignition source, the suggestion of spontaneous human combustion was not officially ruled out. So he was a heavy smoker and he was an alcoholic and maybe the cigarette butt burned up and it was the wick effect, but they don't seem to think so. And this was just two years ago when they knew about that wick effect. It was three years ago. Yeah, Yeah, but still, they would still be able to tell. Like what? Right. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. But shit. So this one, and I, I'll have to look through it. I think this person survived. Baby catches fire four times in three months. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> By the time Rahul was three months old, he had already burst into pl- flames four times. At least, ac- at least according to reports that surfaced in 2013. Fuck. The young child from Chennai in southern India first experienced this phenomena at only nine days old. His desperately frightened mother watched in horror as her newborn son was seemingly engulfed in flames for no apparent reason. Dr. Babu, who worked on the case, stated that combustible gases released from the parent's pores patient's pores must be responsible for Rahul's Rahul's catching fire out of nowhere. The only advice that could the only advice that could be offered to the parents was to make sure anything flammable was kept completely away from the young boy including any flammable clothing or nappies. It is expected that as Rahul gets older he will undergo plastic surgery perhaps more chilling for the frantic parents was the fact that Dr. Babu couldn't be sure that it wouldn't happen again, simply stating that another episode may or may not occur. So he thinks that the combustible gas is actually coming out of the pores of this child. But it doesn't state how or why he thinks that. Right. I don't know. I I mean, that could... It's something. All of these. See, well, really. that's what I'm saying, though. That's something to to entertain. Because at least it's a fucking theory. You know what I mean? Like as of right now, we we're just like, oh, people are fucking catching on fire, and I got nothing. <laughs> just buy the uh, flame retardant jam jams. <laughs> Everything's gonna be well, all then, right. Those actually caught on fire. Yeah. Right. So, so weird. I got a few more. I know we've been going for about an hour, but I got a few more here. Okay. Henry Thomas was a 73-year-old man living in South Wales when he came to his mysterious end in 1980. The policeman and forensic scientists deduced that from Thomas's remains, he had been sitting comfortably in his easy chair when he somehow caught fire near the top of his body and burned to death. And it was an intense fire. All that was left of Mr. Thomas was his legs below the knee and his skull. Damn. Oddly, his feet were completely unburned, and that was left. What was left of his legs was still were still in clothes and socks and trousers that were particularly untouched by the practically untouched by the fire. 
Although there was evidence of a fire in the fireplace, there was no evidence that has it had spread from there. Interesting. It's just um, it says one of the non-human spontaneous combustion theories is is that while he was stoking the fire, his hair caught on fire, and he sat down and not knowing that his hair was on fire. How the and fuck? And that's how he burnt up. I don't know. That's just a theory somebody threw out there, I guess. It's so weird. It says the trained crime scene officer who analyzed the place argued that if a man had been sitting down while he realized, or when he realized his hair was on fire, he certainly wouldn't sit there and continue to let it burn. Right. In the end... Thomas's death was ruled death by burning with no mention of spontaneous human combustion. Okay, so they didn't mention spontaneous combustion. Yeah. John Irving Bentley enjoyed an evening of visiting with friends in his home on December 4th, 1966, and then, apparently, he spontaneously combusted. Sometime after 9 p.m., when his friends departed... The morning of December 5th, when his meter reader showed up to check the meter, Bentley was reduced to a pile of ashes, except for his right leg. The meter reader noticed a weird odor and saw some blue smoke and decided to investigate. When he reached Bentley's bathroom, he found Bentley and ran to get help, yelling, Dr. Bentley has burnt up. At first... It was thought that the elderly elderly man had accidentally set himself on fire with his pipe, but his pipe was found intact by his bed. Nevertheless, it happened. It remains the culprit in the case. Investigators determined that he dropped ashes from his pipe onto his robe and then went to the bathroom to fetch a pitcher of water to put out the flames. This was supposed to be the broken remains of something, or this was supposed by the broken remains of something that had may have been a pitcher by the road okay. found next to the hole that was burned through the floor. Bentley apparently kept matches in his robe pocket so they think he may have accidentally set the matches on his robe on fire Right. why would he keep the robe on? And how could his body be burnt up? I, I mean yeah you maybe I don't, it doesn't make sense because no. I can picture myself smoking a pipe, even sitting in bed smoking a pipe, and I have matches in my pocket, and an ember falls out of the pocket, or falls yeah. out of the pipe, it goes in the pocket, sets it on fire. The first thing I do is take off the rope. Yeah, absolutely. Because the shit, yeah. And then I'll worry about going to get some water to put it out. The first thing I do is get it off me. That's but, your first instinct. Yeah, make sure you're you're safe and at least able to go get a fucking pitcher of water or whatever. Wow. I don't know. These are very, very strange cases, though. That's Here's for sure. one that's another strange one that somebody yeah. actually saw it happen. Okay. Janine Safin is an unusual case. Someone actually witnessed her combustion. Janine was 61 years old when she died, but had the mental capacity of a six-year-old. Yeah. According to her father, who was 82 at the time, he and Janine were both sitting in the kitchen when he saw a bright surge of light out of the corner of his eye and turned to ask his daughter if she had seen it. To his amazement, when he turned his head to look at her, she was on fire, but just sat still with her hands in her lap. He yanked her over to the sink to try to put out and just 
put out and disfigured his hand in the process. Janine suffered full thick, quote, full thickness. That's burned to the face, hands, and abdomen. That means the flesh was burned off down to the subcutaneous fat. Shit. Her hands and face were pretty much destroyed. She lapsed into a coma and died eight days later. Her combustion is largely unexplained. Although an attempt was made, supposedly a speck from her father's pipe had fallen into her clothing sometime earlier, and it only ignited when a gust of wind from the outdoor opened, or the opening door fanned it. But why would she just sit there? I mean, yeah, she she had some mental capable or some mental problems yeah but pain i'm not sure that <laughs> pain is pain yeah pain is pain you're going to react I give a flying fuck what your your mental capacity is or whatever it's gonna fucking hurt you know you're going to jump around and probably squeal like a little bitch like that's just going to happen and again a smoldering thing from a pipe is not gonna quickly catch like that at least i don't think it would I don't I don't buy that story because there there are such things in the out this is something you learn in, in scouts and if you're outdoorsies that kind of stuff you can actually take a fire with you from campground to campground when you're hiking they make these they make these pouches but you can make your own yeah these pouches that hold inside the way it's wrapped and this is something that comes from the Native Americans the way it's wrapped you put some from your fire from the night before you put some of the coals into this pouch the way it's wrapped and you can carry it with you to your next campsite on a day's hike and it'll still be smoldering inside there and you can use that to start your fire that night now if it's not packaged properly it can catch things on fire but a smoldering fire you're gonna fuck some shit up (laughs) well it's not it's not quick is the thing right even if there's a rush of wind, it's not that quick. This guy saw a flash of light. That's a good point. So unless there was some kind of an accelerant other than clothing or cloth. That's what I've been trying to like think about, is what is the common denominator here? You know what I mean? Because it seems to be happening very, very fast. Like all of these cases. Yeah, and there's hundreds more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk real quick before we close. Anyways, until we get into the spontaneous combustions in this town, what do you think? I don't know, man. You think any of us can get catch on fire at any moment? I think it's absolutely possible. Hey, you stole my line. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's possible. I think it's happened what do the enough. Twitchers think? Do you guys think it's possible? It's like honestly, dude, it's happened enough for me to say, okay, yes, yeah, something is really fucked with this. I mean, you have coroners that are making their official reports and using that term. To be fair, only one has made it official, but probably out of not would, wanting to make it official from other reports. But what I'm saying is, like, they are using that terminology. That's that's impressive to me. Just another thing to worry about, I guess. Fuck, I guess, man. 
Add it to the list. I'm telling you. Got, I don't know. Well, I feel pretty much the same. I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, It's just like anything else, paranormal. There's, I'm sure there's a, just a, an explanation that once it's found is like, oh yeah, that's simple. And I don't think every case is the same, of course, but right. I I think there's got to be an explanation (laughs) for it, but I don't think that what people have come forward with what they think it is so far covers all of it for sure. Now I would agree though. It's just very, very strange. And the sets of circumstances are all fucking weird too. Like, ah, I hope it never fucking happens to me. I'll say that there. I said, would you rather die by fire or water? Oh, fuck, man. Neither one of those sound appealing to, to me. No, they're both equally shitty. I and don't like, know. I think, I think I'd rather die by fire than die by drowning. How fast do you die yeah, by I guess fire? It depends on how hot it is. Right. You could be suffering for a bit. But there again, drowning or whatever, that well, is like one of the most unpleasant fucking things as well. Depending on the fire, most likely what will happen is you'll suffocate anyways. If the fire is super hot, it might kill you before you suffocate. If you're lucky. But it it would it wouldn't be necessarily the same process as drowning suffocation. No. But there would be a lack of air because the fire would be using up that air. Right. I would I would think. I don't know. Who knows? Ugh. They both sound shitty. There's a horrible How about fucking question. Falling to ask. from a huge height. Quick end, but you know it's coming. No, no. See, I got you dreams got like that. I've got dreams where you're falling, and like right at the moment of impact is when you jolt awake and it fucking freaks you out. Don't dig it. Don't dig it. I've never had that one. I've had really of <sighs> flying, sort of. It's more jumping really high. That's a dream I used to have when I was a kid. I still have dreams like that, my friend. Um. It's really fucking weird because it always catches me off guard. And it's almost as if I know what the fuck I'm doing in the dream. And my subconscious is aware of it too because... Let's say, for example, I'm playing basketball or whatever in my dream. And I jump or do whatever. And I just keep going up, 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 up. And I feel like completely out of control. And that's where it gets terrifying, and that's where my uh, subconsciouses go, well, fuck, great, here we go again. No, that's not the dreams that I would have. It's fucked. It's so stupid. Picture, this movie came after I used to have these dreams. You see the the first Hulk movie with, uh, it's got Nick Nolte in it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Where he's, where the Hulk is jumping and he learns that each jump he can jump higher or farther. Yes. That's kind of what, how the dreams were in that sense that first That's I would just case. jump. Uh, and I was a kid. So in the dream I was a kid. I would just jump. And then I would jump a little bit higher. And then I could jump over a light pole. And then I could jump onto a building. Yeah. And then I could jump over a mountain. But I was in control over the whole time. It wasn't necessarily flying, but I could just jump and take off. I'm always out of control. 
what that happened. says something. I think you're right. I think that says something. All right, motherfucker. So I think we just came up with another show idea here, uh, like dreams and dream interpretations and all that stuff. Then we have done dreams, I but I know dreams so expansive that we can definitely do another one. I think so. I think we just started it. <laughs> but anyways, let's finish off the spontaneous combustion. I have an article here. Yeah. From. It's from Mysterious Universe, but it's on this town that I've heard about in the past. I've yes. seen stories about this, but the the article sums it up pretty well, so I'll just read the article. Okay. Things are suddenly catching fire for no apparent reason in a small Sicilian village of Canetto di Carina. That was true in January 2004, and it's happening again today as residents report the spontaneous combustions of things like mattresses, beds, cars, unplugged appliances, and switched-off cell phones. Fuck. The mysterious combustion, or the mysterious spontaneous combustion of this town began in the middle of January 2004 when electrical appliances such as refrigerators, radios, and televisions began catching fire even when unplugged and there were reports of fires in bundles of wires not plugged into an electrical socket. So weird. And now, the local electric... Shit. Did we lose you again, buddy? Motherfucker. I'm really upset with technology right now. Jason, you there, buddy? There Can you he hear is. me still? Yeah, what's up? Hello? Oh, no. Microphone cut out there for a second. Yeah, so anyway, you said Anyways. the uh, like the local authorities. The local um, the local electric company. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. power to the entire town, and the fires were still happening. Uh, anyways, that's so weird. The mayor had the village evacuated and inspected by fire department and police, who found no evidence of arson and no logical explanations. When a fire started at the local water pipeline station, the mayor shut it down and called in outside investigators. Experts from the railroads, electric companies, universities, and military and environmental agencies also found no logical or natural reasons for the fires. They couldn't figure this out at all. Yeah. After a few months of no fires, the residents were allowed back into the village, only to have the fires begin again in April of 2004. Again, no logical causes were found, and the fires seemed to end by August. The electric company made improvements to the grid but could or but did not say if they solved the problem or could not say if they solved the problem. They didn't because the fires have occurred sporadically ever since. In 2007, an Italian newspaper published a leaked government report which blamed the fire on aliens. What? So I'll reread that. In 2007, an Italian newspaper yeah. published a leak, leaked government reports which blamed the fires on aliens because they were caused by high power electromagnetic emissions which were not man-made and reached a power of between 12 and 15 gigawatts I'm going to steal a line from back to the future and just say what the hell is a gigawatt (laughs) that's fucking nuts man 
Anyways. Like, they're legitimately saying aliens. The government in an official document. Ah. <laughs> Anyways. And now the spontaneous combustions are back again and increasingly increasing in frequency. Starting in late summer 2014, residents reported unexplained fires in furniture, stacks of folded clothes, and a car. As a result, the poor citizens of this town have been evacuated again while firefighters put out blazes and look for causes. Why wait for the evacuation? Wouldn't you just get the fuck out anyway? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you just leave? I'd this time, gone. suggestions include UFOs, a Tesla-type magnifying transmitter, ghosts or evil spirits, or even a troubled young person who is pyrokinetic. Oh, my God. Sicily's council member for health and safety, Vitrio, thinks the cause is, quote, an entity that transfers from one house to the other. Okay. And that's the end of the article. That's where they're at. It's completely unknown what is causing this. Even the government is stating that they think that it's aliens, and nobody knows. And it didn't say in this article, I've heard about this before. There's even been incidents of a lady sitting at a diner outside. You know, the picturesque European little diner where you're sitting outside having coffee with a friend. And her pant leg caught on fire. I just... Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. It's fucked. Like, I don't know, dude. It's totally screwed. So that's happening in just... I wonder what makes that town the reason why... I mean, why isn't it happening everywhere? I don't even know. I don't know if we'll ever know. If they probably oh. figure if they figure it out, they probably won't ever tell That's us anyways. The, yeah, they're not so. going to say anything. Cocksuckers. Bunch of assholes, so buddy. If you're ever feeling really hot, you could just have the flu or you might be starting <laughs> to combust. So So be afraid. Just, I don't know, do something. Start laughing and it'll go away. Yeah, there you go. Just start giggling. Or put some jam jams on and maybe they'll catch on fire and you'll That's be fine. That's right. Get yourself a nice, comfy pair of jam jams. That's it. Have a good laugh. Oh, my goodness. Good shit, my friend. Good sauce. I haven't said that in a while. Yeah. I haven't said it in a while. I know, because you, you, you actively were keeping yourself from doing it for a while. <laughs> I know. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. You were tired. You, you thought people were making fun of you. I'm sure people make fun of me all the time. It's fine. <laughs> this is the way it goes. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap up the show. Um, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Rate and review us on iTunes. Motherfucker, what? <laughs> Josh remembered to say it. Very, very nice. You can also uh, reach out to us. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> in the show, yeah. we do, uh, I'm, I, you probably saw it, but we now have a topic for our n- next drunk episode. What? It's another 
We have a topic. Um, we do, and it's is it aliens? One that I don't think you will like very much. Okay, perfect. Is it? But it's not aliens, is it? No, not necessarily. All right. No, what do you, what's that? What's not necessarily? What's that? <laughs> Heather. Uh huh. Suggested that we talk about haunted doll stories. <sighs> Because she wants to see you going crazy drunk. Uh, so that's what we're doing. All right. Okay. Fuck. Here we go. I'm going to go get drunk right now. <laughs> God. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Have a great weekend. Peace out.